Co-VP of Engineering at Emergo's Sebastian Guillemot calls in to talk about the hard forks. And the brand Refresh out of the Cardano Foundation gets nominated. We'll tell you what for next on your Cardano Update. Good day to you, or evening, or morning, whatever time it is, wherever you're at, we wish you the appropriate greeting of the day on this 8th of December, 2020. I'm James Kiever, and I'm a stake pool operator for United Stakes of Cardano, one of three, actually, and we're always looking for more delegates, so please look us up in Daedalus or Uroi, ticker USA01. We also put out this newscast and aim to be the number one source for video news all about Cardano. And you can help us achieve that goal by simply hitting that thumbs up icon, subscribing to our YouTube channel, and hitting that little bell to be notified when we put out new content. It really does help us when you do all that, so we thank you in advance. All right, now on to the news. With all the changes and features we hear about coming to Cardano, a delegate or stake pool operator may have, on more than one occasion, asked themselves, what do I need to do now? So when co-VP of engineering at Emergo's Sebastian Guillemot starts talking about Cardano hard forks, it's not out of left field to wonder if there's something critical delegates or SPOs need to do. But Sebastian joins us today all the way from Tokyo, Japan, to explain there's almost nothing to fear if you're a delegate or SPO. And I do want to stress almost. Sebastian, thank you for calling in. It's an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, likewise. I also enjoy supporting community initiatives. So anybody who's part of the community who's running a podcast, I just love to come on here and help support whatever you're doing. Wow, great. Well, we can. We, there's going to be many more opportunities in the future to have you on. So I'm going to hold you to that. Now, you just put out a video on your channel about the upcoming Cardano hard forks, Allegra and Mary. For those who may be new, these hard forks you're talking about on Cardano aren't really the same kind of thing as, say, Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? I mean, do holders or stake pool operators have to do anything for this hard fork? Right. So for this hard fork, the average wallet, wallet user doesn't have to do anything. And it should be mostly transparent to you. So like... You can even still be doing transactions like as the hard fork is happening and nothing should go wrong. And part of the reason why that is, is, is twofold. One is the fact that the upcoming Allegra hard fork doesn't really change anything fundamentally about how transactions are made. So any transaction that's valid right now for Shelly will be valid in Allegra. And so um, there should be much, shouldn't be much interruption for your average wallet user. And the other reason is because Cardano has a interesting concept called a hard fork combinator. And it allows us to kind of deploy the hard fork before it actually happens. And your node validates both before the hard fork and after the hard fork. So that's kind of a technical explanation, maybe a bit too technical. What it means for the end user is that there shouldn't even be a time where the server goes down for us to upgrade. It'll just be super smooth. Nothing will happen. The server connection will just keep going. You can keep sending transactions. And so if you're an exchange or a wallet provider who's actually providing a, a service on Cardano, you have to upgrade your server or you have to upgrade your node if you're a stake pool. Um, but for the average user, they shouldn't even see any interruption at all. I almost wonder, Sebastian, if calling it a hard fork is even appropriate because we're so used to seeing, you know, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin uh, Ethereum Classic, Ethereum, these major disruptions in the chain. And that's not at all what you see when Cardano hard forks. Now, can you talk about the functionality these two hard forks are going to bring to the Cardano ecosystem? Yeah, so the Allegra hard fork is mainly to introduce a token locking mechanism. And the reason we need this token locking mechanism is because, as you may know, Catalyst is coming out, which is part of Voltaire, 
the treasury system for Cardano and the way we plan to keep funding the development of the chain uh, basically indefinitely. And so the way that on-chain voting works in Cardano is that you actually have to lock your tokens before you can vote. And the reason why is we want to avoid attacks where somebody buys a large amount of ADA from an exchange, votes, and then sells all their ADA again. And so you, it means that when you lock your token to vote, you have to lock it for a certain period of time. And so it kind of just stops this attack. And so as we're rolling out Catalyst fairly soon, we want to introduce this token locking mechanism ahead of time. Now the Mary hard fork is a bit more complicated because it adds a new concept, which is multi-asset support. So that means that uh, right now on Cardano, you can only use one asset, which is ADA. Okay, but we want to be able to have multiple assets on Cardano. So anybody, any user can create their own asset. So you can imagine right now you can uh, create NFTs or uh, you know games where you have multiple tokens representing in-game items and so on, on on other blockchains. But it's not a very smooth experience because you have to use these smart contracts to transfer tokens back and forth. And if you search up, for, for example, on Ethereum, like problems with ERC-20 tokens and MetaMask, it's just millions and millions of support tickets. Like, you know, people have problems with this all the time. Uh, but for Cardano, our multi-assets feature will be much smoother uh, because the assets are treated almost the same way as ADA. And what I mean is that whenever you send a transaction, every transaction on, on Cardano needs to contain ADA. Fees are paid in ADA. You'll only get delegation rewards in ADA. But uh, whenever you send a transaction, you can send ADA and any amount of tokens you want, all part of the same transaction. So they're not exactly the same, um, but it's almost the same. Yeah, and I almost wonder, I, I've been reading about what uh, these non-fungible tokens creation process is going to be, these multi-asset tokens, and I almost wonder if you developers are making it too easy and that uh, there's just going to be such, so many of these uh, new kinds of tokens that they're almost going to be, yeah, I don't know, I don't want to say worthless, but just... Because it does really look to me like it's going to be very easy to create these new kinds of assets and tokens. Um, say somebody who wants to get some more information, maybe an exchange or a developer or just in a curious community member. Say they want to learn more. Where are you pointing people to, uh, to what resources when they ask you? Yeah, so for the upcoming hard forks, the best resource right now is a video I put out on my personal YouTube channel. So we may have it in the description for this YouTube video, or you may be able to find it uh, on uh, my channel. If you look at the description under my name uh, during this video, you can find my link. And this video goes over, you know, what's happening at the core protocol level, at the binary specification level, and so on. And so this is a, a really good resource for exchanges or other people built on top of Cardano that need to know exactly what is happening. Um, but there, there isn't as much of a high-level explanation uh, yet. So usually what happens is I try and put out a low-level explanation because that's kind of the hardest thing to grasp. And then usually community members uh, watch my video and then create blog posts and so on that give a more user-friendly explanation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure if you ask around the community, somebody will have you know written something about this already. Um, but on my channel, if you want to get a deeper dive, that's probably the best place. Yeah, I agree. I'll definitely put a link to that video in the description. I really enjoyed that uh, a lot, and I really appreciate when you put out uh, material, Sebastian. Now, switching gears a little bit, when Gogan is fully released, do you expect to see the computational resources required for a pool to increase? I mean, can you discuss how this will work as the network advances in the future? Right. So there's some concepts of, of Gogan like multi-assets. 
that shouldn't really increase the computational requirement because it's just another asset you have to keep track of and it's, it shouldn't be a big deal. And the fee system is meant to take, uh, take that into account. Now with GoGwin, it's going to get uh, more complicated because we have you know, some concepts of sidechains that are also coming in. So for Plutus, it's a native script and running native scripts takes some computational time, so we expect more resources, but not you know, too much. Um, but once we look at stuff like KVM or Yella, which are these new smart contract platforms that we're developing in partnership with runtime verification IOHK, um, it means you have to use a sidechain on your node and you have to uh, process transactions on the sidechain and uh, handle communication between these chains. And so that will increase the computational requirements. But this is kind of an optional thing. If you don't want to parse these sidechains, it's not mandatory. And so as long as a certain number of state cooperators uh, process these sidechains, then the security is guaranteed. Um, and so if, if you run a sidechain, you think this is too much for my node, I don't want to pay the server cost for this, um, you can you know, shut down the sidechain. But in theory, the sidechain should be paying you fees in a sense. Uh, so you'll have an incentive, a financial incentive to keep it running. Fascinating stuff. I am so interested and uh, excited to see what happens. There's a stake pool, Barry. Uh, one of uh, I've had him on as a guest, and he puts the Cardano node on a Raspberry Pi, and so that's kind of why I'm curious uh, to see what happens uh, with his stake pools. But as you're saying, you can just kind of pick and choose the functionality that uh, is going to probably keep him alive. All right, fifth and final question, and I try to make the last question a bit more on the personal side. Uh, you left Microsoft for Cardano. You're doing amazing work with Yoroi and uh, Cardano development at Euro uh, Emergo. You're obviously a Cardano success story, and I wonder if you can give us a quick down and dirty on how you did it. I mean, how did you discover Cardano and become what you are today? Yeah, so I've been interested in cryptocurrencies for a long time, and um, when I was checking some of the projects online, I found a project using Haskell, which was Cardano. And I knew Haskell from back when I was in university because I, I studied math quite a lot. And I was like, wow, a project using Haskell? That's, that's really rare. Like, there must be something to this. And so after looking more into it, that's how I learned about Cardano. And I found that it's really, really technical at the time. So this was, you know, just as the project had launched, there wasn't really much uh, public documentation on this. And I thought, well, you know, I really like math. I, I like Haskell and, you know, I, I like this kind of background. So this kind of uh, an interesting way for me to, to get involved. And so I started doing explanation videos where I braided over the code and the technical documents and kind of explained them. And it turns out people really loved that and people um, enjoyed watching my content and Emergo also enjoyed the content, which is why uh, they brought me on board. Uh, since joining Emergo, it's been a lot of work every day. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I, you know, this is not particularly easy on me mentally and so on. Uh, but, you know, every day I wake up and think, you know, I, I got to do my best for the Cardano ecosystem. That's what I'm being, you know, paid to do. And that's what everybody expects of me. And, you know, I just got to, you know, keep working hard and keep at it. Wow. Wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And and hopefully the op tempo will slow down, you know, in the years to come as uh, as it seems like, you know, just building the infrastructure maybe is is the most intensive. But, you know. One never really knows. It's not like uh, you can delegate to a pool and set it and forget it. That's kind of, for the past two years, I thought that's what you'd be able to do, but uh, that's just not how it is. Sebastian, it's really awesome to have you on the show. I hope to have you on again in the future to talk about more of Emergo's amazing work. Please reach out if you need to get something out. Uh, you can count on your Cardano update helping out anytime 
and in any way we can. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. And while Input Output is forking our beloved cryptocurrency, another arm of Cardano is making waves of their own. The Cardano Foundation announced today the brand reappraisal they collaborated on with McCain Dublin was nominated by Ireland's Institute of Creative Advertising and Design. Now for some context, this is like the Oscars of marketing awards in Europe. But this wasn't the first time marketing coming from the foundation received attention. Earlier in 2020, the refresh was recognized as one of the top rebranding projects in the distributed ledger technology space by Bitrates, the blockchain news site. Winners of Ireland's Institute of Creative Advertising and Design will be announced in early 2021, and we wish the Cardano Foundation the very best in all of this. We'll link to a video the foundation put out all about the brand refresh in the description of this video if you'd like to know more. All right, folks, we've made it through another episode of your Cardano update, and we just want you to know how grateful we are for your attention. Real quick, if you haven't already, hit that thumbs up icon, subscribe to our channel, and consider our stake pool, United States of Cardano, ticker USA01, the next time you're looking for a stake pool. If you've got a question or if there's something you'd like to talk about, there are several ways to reach out to us, and here they are. Our Telegram, Twitter, my email account. Of course, you can always leave a comment in the comment section of this video. Not too long back, we spoke with Alfred, who runs a hotel in Barcelona, Spain. If you missed that episode, you can check it out right here. He's got a challenge for the community and could one day change the name of his hotel to Hotel Cardano. So be sure to check that out. All right, everyone. Thanks again for watching. I'm James Keever, and that's your Cardano Update.